This is Pastor Eric Love. I want to thank you for tuning into today's podcast. God told Joshua that if he meditated on the word and obeyed it, that he would make his way prosperous and that he would have good success. My prayer is that as you meditate on this word that you're about to hear and apply it to your life, that you too will find good success. Blessings on you and enjoy this word from the Lord. to see all of you. Always good to see you. Yeah, come on down. Come on down. Amen. (laughs) Come on down. Yeah, that's better. That's better. Uh, Does everybody have a handout? Everybody should have a handout. If not, one of our ushers or one of our leaders will make sure that you receive a, a handout for tonight. I have, I started a couple of Wednesdays ago talking about, uh, talking about the power of prayer and how prayer uh, manifests in our lives or what prayer, what prayer does. And so just kind of in, in thinking about how we transition and what, what we talk about tonight, um, God put the word breakthrough in my heart. Everybody say the word breakthrough. God put that word breakthrough uh, in, my, in my heart because I believe that there's somebody in this room or somebody who will hear this teaching who needs a breakthrough. There may be somebody who's watching online who needs a breakthrough. I just, and, and breakthrough, breakthrough happens, breakthrough happens not by accident. Uh, breakthrough happens on God's purpose. Uh, God has to, God, God, God strategically orchestrates breakthrough to happen in our lives, especially in times in our lives when there's something that, 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 um, that we're tangled in that we can't get out of. I, I don't know if you've ever been to that place in your life before where, where you had some things going on in your life and, and it just seems like you, you were trying your best to break free but couldn't. Amen. You've been that way before. Sometimes soul ties are like that. You're trying your best to break free but you can't you couldn't sometimes addiction is like that you're trying your best to break free sometimes even thoughts sometimes you can have some thoughts in your mind that you're trying to break free from those thoughts but it becomes very difficult so sometimes you have to pray and ask God God I just need a breakthrough amen I just God I I need you to do it I I can't do this Uh, God I need you to do it so um so tonight tonight we're going to be talking about how to pray for breakthrough how to pray for breakthrough this is a teaching I did when we were in Kiel going I've kind of adjusted adjusted it slightly to fit to fit where we are now but but I, I think it it bears revisiting it bears it bears teaching this because some of you've never heard this teaching before some of you have been a part of this teaching but I want to I want to teach you guys how to pray for breakthrough and I printed it out so that you guys can have a tangible copy so you can take it home with you if you have uh, a, a device or your Bible will you go to Mark chapter 11 I want to start there at Mark chapter 11 Mark chapter 11, and I want to, let's kind of revisit and go back and talk a little bit more about the power of prayer, because I I need to settle prayer, a prayer precedence in your heart and in your mind. As we continue to grow and move forward within God, uh, prayer is going to be paramount for us. Prayer is so vitally important for us that we take the time to know how to pray. And if you're going to receive breakthrough, you've got to know how to pray for breakthrough. Amen? You've got to know how to pray for breakthrough. So we're, we're, going, to, we're going to talk about a little bit about that. Mark chapter 11. Do y'all have it? Look at verse number 24. 
Um, as a matter of fact, just go up to verse number 20. Go up to verse 22. We'll read 22 down to 24. So Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. So underline that in your Bible if you haven't already done that. Have faith in God. Maybe you, maybe you already have that. But, but Jesus is talking about when he cursed the fig tree, um, they came back and they asked him. Peter said, Rabbi, the fig tree's been cursed and withered. And here's what Jesus said. Jesus said, have faith in God. I don't know who you are, but there's somebody who's listening to me tonight. You need to hear that. God is saying to you, just have faith in me. God is saying, just have faith. And he said, have faith in God. I don't know where you are or what you're going through or what you're dealing with, but I, I just hear the, the Spirit of God saying to you, have faith in God. He said, have faith in God. And then he goes on, saying, he said, verse 23, he says, for assuredly I say to you, what, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Do y'all hear that? Do you believe that? If, listen, if you don't study anything else this week, you need to study this text. You need to study Mark 11, chapter 11, verse 22 through 24. You need to study that. Get that in your spirit. God said if you believe by faith, as long as you don't doubt, he says you can have whatever you say. Amen? So, so in other words, you can have breakthrough as long as you believe that you can have breakthrough. Glory to God. I, let, me, let, me, let me say this. You, you can be free from whatever has you bound right now, but you have to believe that you can be set free. You have to believe that you can be free. You have to believe that you can be free from the spirit of poverty. You, can be, you have to believe that you can be free from the spirit of lack and bondage and, and addiction. You have to believe by faith that you can be free from those things. You have to believe. It starts with believing. to have faith in God. And then verse 24, he says, Therefore I say to you, Whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you have received. One, one version say, believe that you have received them and you will have whatever you say or you will receive them. Believe that you have, believe that you already have it and you'll receive it. That's what scripture is saying. Believe that you already have it and you'll receive it. That's what God is saying. We have to believe. Now watch this. For those of you who need a breakthrough in your life, a breakthrough in some area of your life, first of all, you have to believe that you already are free. You have to believe that you already have the breakthrough. You have to believe that you already have the victory. Glory to God. Will you look at somebody on your own and just tell them, I already have the victory. Just tell them, I already have the victory. You have to believe it. Now watch this. Now watch this. There are going to be times in your life you're not going to feel victorious. There are going to be times in your life you're going to feel like you're still, you're still going through the same thing. You're going to feel like you're still in the same mud and still trying to, it's almost like you're trying to run in mud. You're going to feel that way. But guess what? You have to keep speaking victory over your life. Hallelujah. You have to keep saying what God says about you. God calls you free. God says that you are delivered. God said that you are more than a conqueror. You have to wake up every morning. You have to prophesy over your own life and you have to remind yourself, listen, I'm a king's kid. Great is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Y'all hearing that? You have, you have to believe it in yourself. You have to believe that whatever I put my hands to, God's going to bless it. Glory to God. And, so, and sometimes, sometimes you, need to, you need to write out you some affirmations. Write out some affirmations. Write out some things that you're going to start speaking over your life based upon what the word of God says. So every time the enemy tries to come in your life and he tries to tell you that you're not going to make it, you tell the devil you are a liar. God said I'm blessed in the city and I'm blessed in the field. God said I'm blessed going in, I'm blessed coming out. Glory to God. 
Hallelujah. Listen, and, and the devil tried to tell you that you're sick. You tell the devil, devil, you are a liar. God told me if when I'm sick, I need to say that I'm healed because I'm going to believe by faith, nothing wavering, and I can have whatever I say. Glory to God. But, but, but the problem is, is we, we, we kind of wavery sometimes. We kind of waver. We all have been. I've been kind of wavery uh, in some areas of my life. And, and then, then, because sometimes there are things that are happening in your life that you just need a break. Everybody say breakthrough. Glory to God. Sometimes you just need a break. Sometimes you just need something to break. Glory to God. Woo! Glory to God. Some, sometimes, sometimes you, you, sometimes you, you, you can't do it perfect enough for it to break. Sometimes you need God just to give you the grace to just let it break. God, just give me the grace. Just let it break. Because, because sometimes, sometimes people just need, just need an opportunity just to be free. Some people are in this room, and you say, God, if you set me free from this, I'll never go back to it. And you just need God just to give you a breakthrough. You just need a breakthrough in your life. So, so let's, let, let's, look at, let, let's look at thanking God. Look, look, look at your handout. Thanking God after he gives you something is gratitude. Write that down. Thanking God after he gives you something is gratitude. So you're grateful after he's given you something. So there's nothing wrong with having a grateful heart, but just know that having, when, you, when you thank God after he's giving you something, that's gratitude. Nothing wrong with that. But thanking God before he gives it to you it's called faith. Woo! Oh, that was heavy for somebody. Thanking him before he gives it to you is called faith. So what am I saying to you? What am I saying to you? Yell it out. What am I saying to you? What am I saying to you? It's, start, it's time to start thanking God now for the stuff you've been praying for. So you've got to go ahead and start thanking God now for your breakthrough. Y'all ain't doing it. Somebody you ought to say, Lord, thank you for my breakthrough. So, some people just, you need a breakthrough on your job. Some people, you, need, you just need a breakthrough in your finances. Some people need a breakthrough in their bills. Lord, if you just give me, Lord, if I could just get a breakthrough. Hallelujah. Some people need a breakthrough with your kids. You need, you need a good Holy, Holy Ghost filled babysitter. You just... <laughs> You, you just, you just need, you just, hallelujah, amen. You just, you, you need, you need, you need a breakthrough. You need a breakthrough. Glory to God. You just need a, sometimes you just need a breakthrough in your mind. You just need a peace of mind. God, listen, some of you need a breakthrough in your sleep cycle. God, if I could just sleep, watch this. Some of you need a breakthrough in your work. You just need some time off. You'll be amazed at how just a couple of days off will just bless your life. But you just keep going and going and going and going and you just, Lord, I just need a breakthrough. Hallelujah. Some people need a breakthrough in cleaning your house up. Lord, <laughs> Lord, if you help me get this house clean, Lord Jesus, I just, I just, I need a breakthrough in getting this house clean. Some of you need a breakthrough in getting your car cleaned out. Lord Jesus, them Cheetos been in between my seats for four months. Lord Jesus, I see, I look, all them french fries still down there. Lord, if I could just... <laughs> I can just get a breakthrough in this, clean this carb, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. You need a breakthrough. Um, go to 2 Chronicles. Let's look at this story. Go to 2 Chronicles. 
Second Chronicles, there's a king by the name of Jehoshaphat, or Jehoshaphat is oftentimes referred to. Jehoshaphat was a godly king, and he's taking over after some unrighteous kings had been in Jerusalem, and he's taking over, and he's trying his best to restore, or he's trying his best to reform the nation. He's trying to reform and restructure the nation, and he's working to reform and restructure. Now, um, um, he's trying to do what God called him to do. I want you to hear me say that. Jehoshaphat is trying to do what God has called him to do. He's, he's tearing down idols. He's, he's restoring uh, worship, the uh, worship of Jesus. He's doing his best to get things back in order in the, in the kingdom. And let's look at what, it, what happened. 2 um, Chronicles chapter 20, and, and we're, we're going we're gonna to look at this and as we're talking about how to pray for breakthrough. It says, it happened after this that the people of Moab, underline Moab, the people of Moab with the people of Ammon, underline Ammon, and others with them besides the Ammonites came to battle against Jehoshaphat. Now, this, these, are, these are a lot of armies that are, are pulling themselves together, and they're going to fight against Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat was severely outnumbered severely outnumbered that this was an unwinnable battle he could not win this battle by himself if he tried there was nothing he could do they were he were outmanned they were outgunned or outsword as you were uh, they were uh, they, you know they, they were out horse and chariot um, so um, they just couldn't win this battle unwinnable battle they've got these armies who are coming together saying Moab uh, excuse me Jehoshaphat has come in and he's trying to bring reform he's trying to get people to worship Jehovah God he's trying to get people to worship worship uh, worship God and, and so the, the other armies are saying we can't allow this to happen because people are turning from idol worship and now they're worshiping the God of Jehoshaphat so they said we can't do we can't allow this to happen so they so they come against him and look at look at verse number two look at verse number two it says then some came and told Jehoshaphat saying a great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea uh, of Syria and they are at at Hazazon Tamar which is in Gedi and Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaim the fast throughout all Judah now listen um, Jehoshaphat trying to do right isn't it funny how when you try to do right that seems like when all hell breaks loose in your life anybody ever, anybody ever experienced that before in your life when you trying to do right you trying to live saved glory to God you didn't stop you didn't stop sleeping around and not everybody like you and everybody in your inbox now glory to God you trying your best and it seems like it seems like for the moment you try you make up your mind I'm gonna do right I'm gonna live saved now here come all everybody want to take you to lunch and take you to dinner glory to God and so and so it just seems like when you're doing right all this seems like the enemy just starts work, uh, working wreaking havoc in your life and I've had people tell me pastor love I can't be a Christian I said why not they said every time I try to live right bad stuff happens and I said, you know why? You, you know why bad stuff happens every time you live right? They said, why? It's because you keep saying it. Because your faith says, every time I try to live right, something happens. That's what your faith is saying. Glory to God. Because, because what happens if you're not careful, you'll start to condition your mind to see the bad, and you'll forget about all the good things that are still happening in your life. 
That's why we have to learn how to count our blessings. We have to learn how to be thankful in all things. You know, all things give thanks, but this is the will of God concerning us. So we have to learn how to be thankful even in the bad times. Job went through all the stuff that he went through, and after he went through the, all that stuff, the Bible says that Job still worshiped the Lord. Hallelujah. Job still worshiped. Now, that, that didn't mean that it was, a, it was a celebratory time. He wasn't necessarily celebrating, but he understood that even in the midst of stuff he was going through, that God was still worthy to be praised. Amen? Glory to God. Now, now listen. Now, check this out. How to pray for breakthrough. I need you all to hear me. Listen, I need to know who I'm talking to. If you're in this room and there's at least one area, she got her hand up already. If there's at least one area in your life that you can say, Pastor Love, I can think of at least one area in my life where I really could use a breakthrough. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Oh, wow. Somebody got two hands up. Lord Jesus, somebody got their feet in the air. Okay. Okay. All right. So I'm in the right place. I'm in the right place. Now, listen, you need to hear this. Just you need to hear this from the Holy Ghost. Hear this from the Holy Spirit. This is a message that the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit uh, gave to me some time ago. And so he brought this back in my heart to revisit this for somebody in this room. There is somebody in this room. You need a breakthrough in your life. You need a breakthrough in your family. You need a breakthrough on your job, a breakthrough in your mind. I don't know where it is, but there's some people in this room tonight. You need a breakthrough. There's some people listening online, live stream. You need a breakthrough. And so this message is for you. Now, listen, number one, if you're going to get a breakthrough, because we're going to see how Jehoshaphat got a breakthrough. If you're going to get a breakthrough. To number one, number one, look at verse number three. The Bible says Jehoshaphat was afraid. Everybody shout afraid. Jehoshaphat was afraid. He was scared. He got the news. All these armies, man, they're rallying against you. All these armies are about to attack you. He was afraid. Now, typically, when people are afraid, what do we do when we're afraid? Typically, run, hide. What'd you say? Cower away. Yeah, we run, we hide, but watch this. Look at what Jehoshaphat did. The Bible says that he set his face to seek the Lord. Glory to God. So point number one, you have to focus on God, not your problem. Write that down if you don't have it already. Focus on God, not your problem. One of the worst things you can do when you're looking for breakthrough or when you need God to do something in your life, one of the worst things you can do is start focusing on your problem. Turn me down a little bit in the house. One of the worst things you can do is start focusing on the problem. So what do you do when you want breakthrough? You don't focus on your problem. You focus on God. You automatically turn your focus back to him. And, and you stop, stop. I'm not saying, I'm not saying to ignore the problem. I'm not saying to pretend like it's not there. But what you have to do is you have to train your mind to put your mind on Jesus, to put your mind on God. So when you're going through, especially something you can't do anything about anyway. Glory to God. Because, because worrying is a sin. We, we are trained or taught in Scripture not to worry. And wherever you focus gets bigger. So if you're focusing on the problem, then the problem is going to be magnified and then God be minimized. But when you start focusing on God, then God becomes magnified and the problem becomes minimized. So if you want a breakthrough, many people are not getting breakthrough because you're going around talking about the problem too much. You're, going, you're spending too much time focusing on what you're going through. Your whole conversation is about what you're going through. Listen, stop worrying about things that you can't do anything about anyway. Glory to God. And so what Jehoshaphat did when he was afraid, he set his face to seek the Lord. He focused on God. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put on some praise and worship music. I can't do anything about it anyway. I'm going to start blessing God. 
I'm going to give God glory. See, well, what happens is when you start going through and whenever you start going through and you start focusing on God, Satan says, every time I get on her nerves, she go to Jesus. Satan starts saying, wait a minute. Every time I bother them, they wind up putting on some praise and worship music. Glory to God. You know what happens after a while? That joker had to start. He had to leave. The Bible says if you resist him, how do you resist him? You resist him that when he shows up, you make sure you go right into the presence of the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Uh, there was a little boy at school, and uh, him and his big brother went to the same school. He was little, big brother was big. Whenever we picked on a little brother, guess, guess where he went? To the big brother. And he did it every time. So you know what we stopped, you know what we stopped doing? We stopped messing with him because we knew he was going to go tell his big brother. Hallelujah. And so, that, so when we resist the devil, he's got to flee. But we have to train our minds to focus on God who we're going through. Are y'all hearing that? And, and let me say this. I, let me back up and punt. Don't just focus on God when you're going through. Focus on God all the time so that when you're going through, it becomes natural to focus on him because you've been doing it all the time. Does that make sense? Yeah, because, because you, you, can't, you can't fool God. You, you can't fool God. You can't say, God, if you do this, I'll do this. God know you're lying because if you, if you was really sincere, you'd have been doing it before you even asked him about it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Okay, so, so, so Jehoshaphat, when he was afraid, Jehoshaphat focused on God. If you've got some family members that are sick, before you get afraid, focus on God. If, if when that fear starts to set in, focus on God. If you've got some stuff going on in your job, before you allow fear to overtake you, start, put your mind on the Lord. You start focusing on God. You start focusing on how, how good God has been and how big God is. And start focusing on the things that God has done for you in your past. Glory to God. Listen, you don't even understand the power of your own testimony. You don't understand. Here's what I want you to do. On the count of three, I want you to think about one of the greatest things that God ever did for you. On the count of three, I want you to think about one of the most powerful. I'm talking about your testimony. Don't tell all of it, but just one of your testimonies. Because one of your testimonies is enough to set everybody in this room free. So I want you to think about one testimony, one thing that God has done for you that you know it was God. And, by, and th- this, this is how you know that God was real based on this thing that he did for you. Are you ready? One, two, three. Go. Think about it now. If I had a medallion, I'd try to put y'all to sleep. Y'all got it? Because I've got, I've got several. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm walking in one of the things right now that God did. Hallelujah. Now watch this. Watch how powerful this is. Watch how pow- Now y'all take turns, but look at your neighbor and tell them that powerful thing that God did for you on the count of three. Y'all take turns. Now f- figure out who's going to go first. Are you ready? One, two, three. Go. Go. Do it now. Do it now. Do it now. Y'all take turns. Take turns. Take turns. Take turns. Be quick. Now don't tell all of it. Just, yeah, don't tell all of it. Give them, give them the cliff note. Yeah. Come on, what did he do? What did he do? Okay, now stop. Now look at me. Now look at me. Now look at me. Sometimes, sometimes you need to look in the mirror. (laughs) And you need to just remind yourself of what God has done for you. 
in your life, you need to remind yourself that God has never failed you. God has never let you down. That God has always made a way for you. That God has always seen you through dangers and dangers, seen dangers, unseen dangers. God has always been there for you. And watch this. Watch this. Now check this out. Check this out. Check this out. A hundred percent of you guys in that moment, nobody was thinking about their problems. Nobody on, the, nobody on your road, no one on your road was thinking about their problems in that moment. You know why? Because you were magnifying God. And some of y'all started to worship. Some of y'all was a little sleepy until you started talking about the goodness. <laughs> but but, that, but that's, that, that's what happens when you start talking about the goodness of the Lord. Then it, it seems like everything else kind of starts to disappear. Starts to disappear. So, so focus, focus on the problem. Look at verse number six. Go down to verse number six. So the first thing you, you have to focus on God, not the problem. Number two, and look, look at verse number six. It says, Oh Lord, are you not the God who is in heaven? You rule over every kingdom and nation. You are so powerful and mighty that no one can defeat you. That's what Jehoshaphat said to God. You're powerful. You're the ruler over every kingdom, every nation, and you are so powerful and mighty that nothing or no one can defeat you. Point number two is not only do you focus on God, but you also have to remember God's greatness. Write that down. You have to remember his greatness. Remember his greatness. So whatever's coming up against you, you have to remind yourself that God is greater than what's coming up against you. God is greater than that bill that's coming up. You're so worried about that bill, but you have to remind yourself that God is greater. God is greater than what, you, what you're facing. There's some things you're facing on your job. Remind yourself God is greater than this. There's some things you, you, may, you may have got a bad report from the doctor. You have to remind yourself God is greater than this. God is bigger than what I'm going through. God is bigger than my situation. You may have some things going on in your family. You have to say to yourself, God is bigger than, glory to God, God is bigger than this. God's bigger than what I'm going through. Say with me. Say, God is bigger than this. God's bigger. Say it again. God's bigger than this. You need to know that God's bigger than what you're going through. God's greater than that situation. And you have to believe that by faith. God is bigger. God is greater. That's what Jehoshaphat said. God, Jehoshaphat went to God and he says, you rule over every kingdom and nation. You're, more, you're so powerful and mighty that nothing and no one can defeat you. That's what you say. When you've got five or six armies who are rallying against you, glory to God, nothing can defeat you. Hallelujah. Now watch this. Now check this out. I, I, I want you to see the dichotomy in this text. I want you to see it. Now watch this. Watch this. Now, the armies, I want you to see what Jehoshaphat did here. Check this out. This is so cool. The armies were coming against Jehoshaphat. But in this statement, Jehoshaphat didn't flip the script. Y'all see what he did there? That, that's that, that's, so, that's crunkalicious right there. Jehoshaphat took himself completely out the equation. Jehoshaphat said, God... <laughs> You're so big, you're so powerful that nothing and no one can defeat you. 
Woo! The host of fat was buttering God up. Hallelujah. Jehoshaphat, you, you, you know what he was doing? He was making God big in his own mind. Sometimes you got to make God big in your own life. He was, he was making God bigger than the army that was coming against him. Isn't that wonderful? He was making God bigger than the Ammonites. He was making God bigger than all these other armies who were coming in. He made God bigger than all of them. And that's what you have to do. You got to make God bigger than cancer. You got to make God bigger than diabetes. You got to make, make God bigger than, than HIV and AIDS. You, you got to make God bigger than whatever you're going through. You've got to make God bigger than those things. You got to make God bigger. So listen, he said, remember, so number two, remember God's faithfulness. Look at verse number seven, verse number seven. And God, this is what uh, he's saying to God. Did you not drive out those who tried to keep us from living here? When you brought us back home, is that, was that not you that drove out everybody who tried to stop us from getting here? Number three, you have to remember God's unlimited power. Write that down. You have to remember that God's power is unlimited. You won't break through. You have to remember that God's power is unlimited. Because many of us, we are restricting our breakthrough based upon how we think or how we see God in our minds. And we have to change the way we see God in our minds. And that's what Jehoshaphat is doing. He's changing the way he sees God in his mind. He's having this conversation with God. He's saying to God, listen, God, I know you're bigger than that. I know you're bigger than what I'm going through. I know you're bigger than the court case. God, you're bigger than that. God, you're bigger than the judge. You're bigger than that. You're bigger than the lawyers. God, you're bigger. God, I know that you're greater. God, I know you're greater. You're greater than the foreclosure. God, you're greater than the eviction notice. God, we know that you're greater. We know you're bigger than that. Glory to God. So he, re, he, re, he remembered God's unlimited power. Look at the B clause in verse number 7. And also, did you not give this promised land, did you not give this promised land to your friend Abraham's descendants to be theirs forever? So not only must you focus on God, must also you shall remember his greatness, remember his unlimited power. But number four, remember this, you must remember God's promise. Write that down. You've got to remember God's promise. You've got to remember that God made you a promise. You've got to know that, that you're a seed of Abraham and you're a part of the Abrahamic covenant. You have, to, you have to know that you have a promise that God's going to take care of you. God made you a promise. He's going to look out for you. He's going to make sure not only you, but he's going to make sure that your seed are taken care of. I've been young, but now I'm old. And never have I seen the righteous forsaken or a seed begging bread. So not only is God going to take care of you, God going to take care of you. He's going to take care of your children. Your children are going to be taken. I know they're acting a fool right now. Don't worry, but God's going to take care of them. Because God is bigger than the way they're acting. I wish I had somebody. God's bigger than the way that they're acting. You just got to keep believing, keep trusting God. You have way with children, just keep trusting God. Keep believing, because God is bigger than their behavior. You got to trust God. God, you made, you made us a promise. God, you made me a promise. This is what Jehoshaphat is saying to God. God, you made us a promise. You promised to give this land to Abraham's descendant. Jehoshaphat is saying, I am a descendant of Abraham. So guess what? This land that you've given, they have no right to drive me off this land. Oh, Lord Jesus. I love it. Glory to God. In other words, in other words, I'm not, I'm not going to give up the blessing just because somebody is threatening to take it from me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know what God has given you, 
but don't you let somebody threaten to take it away from you. Not the thing that God blessed you with. Hallelujah. Don't let the enemy, because the enemy is going to threaten you. For those of you who are married, and, and you know who you are, you're, you're in a good relationship, but Satan is threatening to tear it apart. Don't you let Satan come in and tear that up. Don't you let the devil come in and do it. God's bigger than that. God's bigger than that. Listen, I don't know who this is for, but God blessed you with that house. You prayed for it and God gave it to you. Satan's been trying to make you think that you're not going to be able to pay for it because things have been getting a little closer lately. Listen, you got to know God's bigger than that. I don't know who I'm talking to in this house today. You got to know that God is bigger than that. And so don't let Satan come in and try to make you think that you're going to lose it. No, God, you, God you, you gave me this. You gave this to me. And I refuse to give it up to the devil just because he's threatening to take it. Glory to God. Remember the promises. Look at verse number 10 and 12. We're in 2 Chronicles chapter 20. Look at verse number 10. Verse number 10 says, our enemies, I'm reading from, the, uh, uh, this is the New Living Version, I think. Our enemies want to destroy us. Will you not stop them from defeating us? Here's what he's saying. He said that they're, that they're, they're coming against us. They've turned against us. He said, will you not stop them from defeating us? Will you not stop them? In other words, will you stop them from defeating us? Not only must you remember his promise, number five is important. Number five is you must ask for the breakthrough. You must ask for the breakthrough. Look at verse number 12. He says, in our God, you will not judge, or will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us, nor do we know what to do. But what did he say? Our eyes are on you. God, we don't know what to do, but we're watching you. We don't know how this, we, we don't really understand why this is happening, but God, we're watching you. We're not looking at our enemies. God, we're looking at you. Hallelujah. Because God, we're going to do whatever you tell us to do. God, we're looking at you and we're going to watch you. When we transition, when we transition from Kilgore, this is kind of where I was at. I was like, God, I don't know what's going on, but God, we're going to watch you. We're going to watch the cloud by day, and we're going to watch the, fire, the fireball by night. God, we're going to watch you. Glory to God. And that's where your life, somebody in this room, somebody watching online, you need to know that right now. You need to tell God, God, I don't understand this, but I'm just going to watch you. I'm going to stop complaining. I'm going to stop talking about it. I'm going to stop, I'm going to stop uh, 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 posting about it. But what I'm going to do, God, I'm just going to watch you. I'm going to set my, I'm going to fix my eyes on you. And God, I'm going to let you walk, walk us through this whole process. I believe big mama them used to do that. I believe grandmama them used to do that. When they didn't have food to feed everybody, I believe grandmama them, they didn't focus on what they didn't have. They focused on what they did have. Well, one day we ran out of cornbread, but we had some light bread. <laughs> we had some light bread. And some powder milk. Y'all looking at me funny. <laughs> it wasn't the best thing I ever tasted. But they just didn't focus on what we didn't have. They focused on what we did have. There's a, listen, there, there is some peanut butter. I'm talking about some of that commodity peanut butter. That peanut, peanut butter where the oil come to the top. <laughs> I'm talking about that peanut butter. You had to get a boat paddle 
And yet, yeah, some of y'all, y'all to be where I'm from. Y'all not where I'm from. That peanut butter, that oil surface, that oil come to the top. You need that oil. You pour that oil off that peanut butter. That oil, that peanut butter will choke you if you don't put that oil back in that peanut butter. <laughs> that peanut butter will choke the mess out of you. Then put that oil back in that peanut butter. <laughs> I'm just talking about where I'm from. They just didn't focus on what they didn't have. Hallelujah. They, they, you know what? They took what they had and they blessed it and they broke it and they gave it. And we ate it and we were content, y'all. Glory to God. And don't mess around and have a little sugar to sprinkle on that peanut butter. Woo! We were uptown, Jack. Peanut butter in a can. We just, we just didn't, they didn't focus on what we didn't have. They focused on what they did. They said, God, give us breakthrough. God, show us what we've got. In other words, in other words, like Elisha said to the widow woman, what do you have in your house? I need to tell somebody that, believe it or not, you have everything that you need to get through. You have everything that you need to get by. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I hear the Holy Ghost saying, go back and look again. Go back and look again. Listen, there's some money that you hid from yourself and you've forgotten where it was at. But God, I hear the Holy Ghost saying, go back and look again. Go, that's right, look in every coat pocket. You empty out all them persons, all 48 persons. You take them and you empty out all 48 of them. You have, you have what you need. The, let me say, let me tell you this. The faith that you have is enough to get you, get you started. Glory to God. He asks for breakthrough. God, we don't, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. God, give us the breakthrough. God, we're focused on you. We're no longer focused on our problem. God, give us a breakthrough. God, tell us what you want us to do. God, give us a building. We don't know where to go. God, give us a building. We need a place to land. God, we're focused on you. We're not focused on what we don't have because, God, if we have you, we already have more than enough. Glory to God. I, I wish y'all could hear my heart. I said, God, if we have to have church in an empty parking lot, as long as you Meet us in that parking lot. God, we'll have church right out there in the parking lot. Y'all better, I'm, I'm, all, all I'm saying is, as long as we've got Jesus, as long as God is there, he's more than enough. He's more than enough. God, give us the breakthrough. Give us the breakthrough. Look at verse number 12. Hallelujah. I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Look, look, at, look at verse number 12, the B clause in, in verse number 12. He says, Lord, we are powerless against this mighty army. That's coming to attack us. We don't know what to do, but we are looking to you for help. Verse number six is realize that you can't do it without God. You won't break through, realize you can't do it. You cannot do it without God. 
You can't do it without God. So Stalin said, don't even try. You can't do it without God. That there's a breakthrough that you need in your life, but you have to realize you cannot do this without God. You can't get through it without God. The death of a loved one, there's some, sometimes you can't get over it without God. You have to have God in your life. There's some things you, matter of fact, there are some things some of you are carrying uh, since childhood. You've been carrying some things since childhood that you've had a hard time getting over. You have to take this teaching and realize you cannot get over it without God. You've got to have God working in your life. Verse number 13 says, then all the men of Judah stood before the Lord, waiting with their wives and young children, even the babies. Look at me. Uh, purpose. Look at me. If you want real breakthrough, get your family involved. Boy, this is so good to me. You want breakthrough? Get, get your family involved. So stop trying to be all quiet and secret about it. Get your family involved in praying for you. Because, because pride wants you to keep it to yourself. Pride doesn't want you to tell anybody. But there are some people right in you. Matter of fact, listen, listen. God listens to the prayers of children. Sometimes the breakthrough you need is in the voice of one of your kids. Suffer little children to come unto me and forbid them not. For such is the kingdom. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes kids can talk to God because, because they haven't been polluted by all the, by all the cares of this world. I, I believe that sometimes, I, and I can't prove this, but, but I just believe that, that sometimes we think kids are playing, we think they're playing by themselves. I believe that sometimes kids play with angels. I just believe that. I believe God loves kids so much. He certainly protects them all the time. God, listen, you know that there's some times in your house that your, your kid probably could have taken their own life, but you, you tried to run to them and get there in time enough, and God just made them stop in the nick of time. God takes care of them. You want real breakthrough? Get your family involved. If you're a husband need breakthrough, tell your wife what's going on. Tell your wife how to pray for you. If your wife need breakthrough, tell your husband how to pray. Get the kids in the room and say, y'all, listen, we need a breakthrough in this area. Mama needs a breakthrough. I need you guys to pray for me in this regard. Dad needs a breakthrough. I need y'all to pray for me in this regard. I need y'all to pray. I need y'all to come in. I need y'all to pray for life. Lay hands on daddy and pray for daddy. Lay hands on mama and just pray for I need you to pray for mama. I need Mama needs a breakthrough in this regard. We believe in God. We're going to believe God as a family. Do you know, watch this, one of the one of the blessings of believing God as a family is you get to rejoice with God as a family. When it happens, you're teaching your kids the most valuable lesson you can teach them. You're teaching them the importance of rejoicing, the importance of believing and trusting God. Well, one, of, one, of the, one of the things I wish had happened in my house when I was growing up, I wish my family had let me in on some of their struggles and how they were praying, how they were believing God. We saw the manifestation. We just never saw the struggle. And sometimes your kids need to understand that, that there's some things that, that are struggle, baby. There's some, I, I, listen, I know you got the new shoes. Mama paid $100 for those shoes, but baby, you need to understand what it took for me to get that $100 to pay for those shoes. 
I need you to understand the struggle. I need you to understand that, that I prayed for you because I don't want you to go. I want you to be able to go to school and fit in. I want you to be able to go to school and look like the rest of the kids. So I prayed, and, and God gave me a little overtime. When God gave me a little overtime, I had enough money to buy you the shoes that you wanted. But I need you to know that this came from God. So as you're rejoicing, I need you to rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord. Verse number 13. The men of Judah, they were waiting, their wives and children, even the babies. Look at verse number 15 through 18. The B clause in 15 says, this is what the Lord says, what the Lord says to you. So Jehoshaphat has been doing all the talking. He's been talking to God, talking to his family, talking to the children, talking to the people of Judah, the men of Judah. He's been talking to them. He's been encouraging himself in the Lord. He went, he asked God for breakthrough. He realized he couldn't do it by himself. And then uh, 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 15, the B clause says, this is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Because of this vast army. For the battle is not yours, but God's. You won't need to fight in this battle. Glory to God. I don't know who I'm talking. I just feel that thing prophetically in this room. I just hear the Holy Ghost saying to somebody in this room that you're not going to need to fight in this battle. That thing that you're going through right now, God is saying to you, you're not going to need to lift a finger in this battle. You're not going to have to put your mouth on it. You're not going to have to get anybody to come in and jump in with you. God is saying that God's going to fight this battle for you. I don't know who that's for. I don't know if it's somebody in this room or online, but wherever you are, the Holy Ghost is saying to you that you're not going to have to fight in this battle. So what am I saying to you? Get you some sleep, honey. Go lay down and get you some sleep. Glory to God. And let God fight the battle. Stop worrying about that stuff that you're worrying about. Glory to God. You won't need to fight in this battle. Just take up your position and stand strong. Then just wait and watch and you will see the Lord deliver you. Again, do not be afraid or get discouraged because the Lord is with you. Then the king and everyone else bowed down to the ground. And worship God. Point number seven is once you've done all that, all those things, now you got to listen to what God says. You have to listen to what God says. Listen to what he says. After you've prayed and believed, got your family standing with you, got people standing with you. Then you listen to what he says. Don't be so busy talking that you forget to listen. And, and, I, and I told you, I told you this one time, watch this, it's going to sound crazy, but it's a, it's, a, it's a blessing in it. Watch this. Oftentimes you listen with your eyes. That means when you're reading the word, you're actually listening to the word. Because you're saying those words that you're reading in your mind. Listen with your eyes. Go to God's word. See what the word of God is saying to you. Concerning what you're, what you're going through. What did God say about your breakthrough? Here it is, A, B, C, and D. We might get through this today. I've got a few minutes. Here, what, 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 what God says about the breakthrough, he says, A, he says, relax. Don't be afraid or discouraged. This is what God is saying to you. And you need to get this. Whoever you are, here's what God is saying to you. Relax, don't be afraid or discouraged. I know the news sound bad. I know things sound tough. Things seem tough right now. But God is saying, relax, don't be afraid. B, he said, it's my battle. I'll handle it. Do you know why it became the Lord's battle? Do you know why it became the Lord's battle? Do you know why? Do you know why it became the Lord's battle? Because Jehoshaphat gave it to him. 
Glory to God. So that means if you're still fighting the battle, you haven't given it to God yet. Glory to God. Jehoshaphat purposefully gave it to God. Here's what Jehoshaphat said. Jehoshaphat said, we're not going to do anything. We're not going to get our army together. We're not even going to sharpen our swords until you tell us to. <laughs> Jehoshaphat, we don't know what to do. But God, we're gonna, if you don't tell us to do anything, God, we're going to stay here and get slaughtered. But that's what you want us to do. That's what we're going to do. Because we're, we're focused on you. God, you tell us what to do. Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> Glory to God. He didn't go empty out his 401k. He didn't go to the pawn shop and sell all his DVD players. Hallelujah. He said, God, we're focused on you. See, when, you're, when you're living right, you can do that. When you're living right and things come against you, you, you can go before God and say, God, my eyes are on you. God, I'm focused on you. See, keep serving in your position. Many times people going through, they stop coming to church, they stop serving, they stop giving, they stop doing a bunch of things. You know what God said? Listen, just keep doing what you've been doing. You've been faithful. Don't stop being faithful now just because you're going through. Keep serving your position. That's what he told her. Just keep serving your position. This is what the Lord is speaking to Jehoshaphat. He's telling this. He said, relax. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. He said, it's my battle. I'm going to handle it. You just keep doing what you've been doing, home slice. Just keep doing. Keep serving in your position. It's what he said. And then lastly, he says, wait and watch what God does. In other words, he said, just, just watch what I'm about to do. Just watch. Just wait and watch. Don't do anything. Just, just, just hold your position and just wait and watch. The battle's not yours because you gave it to me. The battle's mine now. I'm going to deal with it. I'm going to deal with it. Watch what I do. Glory to God. Watch what I do. Look at verse 21. Look at verse 21. Verse 21 says, Then the king appointed musicians and singers in choir robes to march in front of the army and loudly praise and thank the Lord. This is what they sang. We thank God. His love never fails or never quits. Wait a minute. Thanking God after he gives you something is gratitude. <laughs> But thanking him before he does it is faith. They hadn't even fought the battle yet. <laughs> He's already got the praise and worship music going. He's already celebrating the victory. Before he even, before he even fought, he, he, he got the choir. They got the robes on. The musicians are in place. Singers are in place. And they're watching. They're marching. And they're singing, we thank God. His love never quits. They hadn't, they hadn't swung, a, swung a, a sword yet, hadn't shot one arrow, but they're already thanking God in advance. I don't know who that's for here tonight, but I just hear the Lord saying to you, learn how to thank me in advance. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Learn how to give God a, it's already done praise. God, I, I just believe the report. God, I, now listen, go through the steps. Go through the steps I just gave you. Hear from God, and then when you hear from God, 
and you've heard the word of the Lord, then you can do what God is what God is saying to do. Look at verse number 22. And we're almost there. Verse 22. It says, at that moment, they begin to sing and to praise. The Lord caused the armies of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir to begin fighting amongst themselves. And they destroyed each other. <laughs> Woo! There is something about worship. There's something about getting into the presence of God and lifting up holy hands that starts to confuse the enemy. The enemy gets confused because you're already celebrating the victory and Satan don't know why you're celebrating and you haven't even fought the battle yet. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me bring this home. I wish I had another hour. But listen, you need to know this. That God will fight your battle as you worship. Let worship be your battlefield. Oh, I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. Let worship be your battlefield. God will fight your battle to learn to worship. Get the sin out of your life. Repent. Get, all, get your life right with the Lord. Get all the stuff out of the way. And then when you lift up, now you can lift up holy hands before God. And as you worship, the Lord said, at the, at the moment they began to sing and to praise, the Lord is the one that called the armies to turn on themselves. The Lord did it at that moment. Look at verse 24, and I'm done. This is my last point. Verse 24 through 26 says, When the army of Judah finally arrived at the battleground, the valley was covered with dead bodies. As far as they could see, no one had survived. <laughs> so they went out, gathered the plunder, they found huge amounts of equipment, clothing, and other valuables, more than they could carry back. In fact, there was so much loot, it took them three days <laughs> to collect it all. On the fourth day, they gathered for a worship service in the valley. You know you're worshiping when you can worship in the valley. Anybody can worship on the mountaintop. But they gathered together to worship in the valley, which is named the Valley of Barak, because the people had thanked and praised God there. Point number nine, my last point. God will turn your battles into blessings. Glory to God. Or oh, if you want a breakthrough. We've just taught you how to pray for breakthrough. You can have it if you want. It's yours. You desire it. Pray, Father. Thank you, Lord, that there's somebody who's listening to me right now. Whether in this room or somewhere on the web, God, there's somebody's listening who needs to know they can have breakthrough. They don't have to live another day in that same bondage. They don't have to live in that same pain. God, they can have breakthrough tonight. So, Father, I say to you, I say 